Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Former Podcast. My name is Adam, as always. That opening theme is brought to us by Brandon and Company, and this week's closing theme is once again the Hero of Time remix by Jeesh. You can find more information about everyone who's on this week's episode down below in the link section, and feel free to follow us online on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, all the articles we mention in every episode is always down below on Zelda Informer and on Podbean. Uh, but before we get into who's on this week, let's talk about what happened this past week. This week, Nintendo pretty much said that they only care about Zelda. Joining me this week is... Hey, it's it's Colin. I'm, I'm sick this week. And also very far away. No, I'm 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 here. Okay, for like I, I heard like a deck echo at the beginning, like 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 not like like I heard your voice doubling or anything. Like oh, I heard sorry, I'm on like... I'm on the set of 127 hours too. Back <laughs> back to the sack. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who do you play? Whoever James Franco was in the first one, he has to get his <laughs> he has to get his other arm cut off. <laughs> With what? How does he cut off the other arm? Uh, his mouth. He gnaws it like off a, like a wild coyote. I mean, I don't want to like spoil it. It's gonna be a I big mean, movie. I mean, that's like trying to spoil Titanic. It's not really possible. It's me, NX Rumors. Guess on this week's NX podcast, we're not talking about the NX. (laughs) I mean, mean, technically. Hi, it's me, Caleb. I'm back again. I'm sorry. I tried not to, but I'm shackled up. I can't leave. (laughs) We still have yet to play Call of Juarez the Cartel. You're not leaving leaving until we play Call of Juarez the Cartel. Colin of Juarez. Who else is here? Hey there, I'm I'm back. I'm Matt. Uh, nobody likes me. Everybody likes me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a goddamn living contradiction. Oh, Get that boy. Oh, sh- what up? Is this the happy episode? <laughs> Matt, do I need to hold you? Should, yes. Should I get you. Listen, okay. listen, Matt. Jack Nicholas Perfect Golf was just released on Steam with cross cross platform multiplayer and co op. You don't have to feel sad. We can play together. You can also buy <laughs> Kick-Ass 2 to watch afterwards now. Isn't Steam great? <laughs> anyway, speaking of games, what have you guys been playing this past uh, week? The sick game. Colin, I hate that game. I don't know. Uh, I, I imagine you've all been sick before, because we're all human beings. But, Except uh, for Fred. I'm sick every time I'm on this show, Colin. I'm just kidding. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I feel you. But, but it's really weird, because there's so many times where I'm like, well, I'm going to be trapped in bed for a week i might as well get some games together to play but then you're just too goddamn tired to play any of them oh yeah yeah where it's like i have free time but i'm too weak to be able or to even enjoy- or it's too much of a hassle um because yeah. a few of course a few days before i get sick i move the wii u back downstairs so oops can't use that gamepad and the remote play yeah. on the vita is absolutely terrible so I ended up just playing some some Sega games on uh on my 3DS. Isn't it great when you're time. sick and you're trying to play games and you can't because you just want to throw up everywhere from watching the spinning? Yeah, it's pretty great. much. It's my favorite thing. I actually never got like motion sickness from games. 
I think only when I'm sick. Game. Yeah, only only when I'm sick. It, okay. I, it's like a weird effect. It's terrible. Don't um, ever play Halo when you're sick. <laughs> oh no, that sounds like a nightmare. I also Can did you... a very interesting thing involving a lot of games, but I'll mention that at the end of all these other okay. mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I also, I played Overwatch, but I think a good yeah. a good deal of us played Overwatch, so I guess we'll yeah, talk I've about playing... Overwatch. <laughs> I've been playing it for like three days straight. So what did you guys think of Battleborn 2.0? It's really good. I appreciated that they patched Randy Pitchford out of it. Made it a lot more tolerable for me. Oh my God. It's pretty. It's a pretty good game. I guess um, I'll, I'll I, lead the charge as to if you don't know what Overwatch is. Um, good on you. It's, it's TF2. 2. But Blizzard uh, made it. Man, Blizzard, yeah. Blizzard just wants to be like the be-all, end-all competitive game maker. Of course. Because they I mean, have, like, the largest MMO, they have the largest RTS, they well, have the largest dungeon crawler, the largest MOBA, yeah. the largest, like, card game, and now they have to have the largest competitive shooter. Well, they already have uh, the resources invested into the competitive gaming scene. It makes sense if yeah. they are, like, a mega sponsor at, like, a, what is it, like, Evo or something? If Not they Evo, get all but... of what I mean is, like, if they get all, Whatever all the... of their games up on these, like, big platforms... Wait, Whatever you said they had the biggest MMO? Yeah. I didn't know they owned Toontown. <laughs> <laughs> Toontown, uh, Mists of Pandaria was <laughs> a big Mists, hit. Mists of Goofaria. <laughs> Gorsh. But, um, no, the, the open beta for Overwatch just opened up, like, two hours prior to recording this. Mm-hmm. And Adam's been playing it for a couple days because he has early access. Well, um, one of the uh, one of my stream viewers was like, "Hey, uh, I have an extra key because like if you buy the, uh, the if you pre-order the game, uh, whenever they do a closed beta, you get a key and you get an extra one for a friend. So basically, like, to try and get oh, to buy okay. it. Pre-ordering um, games. And so he gave me the extra key, and I've been streaming it for the past two days. The first night, I ac- I ended up accidentally streaming for like four hours because I lost track of time." You didn't leave your camera on and do naughty things, did you? Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Only a retard DXP. would do meet that. A, meet a boy named Phil. He's with no we, family. Would it be all right if we talked about that? I, PS4 I don't want to give him any more attention. I'm sure he did it on purpose anyway. Yeah, let's <laughs> just leave it at that. Okay. Watch This Is How You Don't Play Metal I'd rather solid. talk about the frog on the unicycle than DSP. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is? I don't get that one. I don't get that new There's nothing to been... get. It's, it's just it's, a frog on a unicycle. It's in, uh, entirely random. I this is gonna sound weird, but like, uh, for like my online classes and stuff, or like the online material for my classes, uh, the loader for all the windows is a uh, a panda a panda riding a unicycle. Okay. So a panda uh, washed it. How dare they make a petition? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> but going back to Overwatch, a lot of people are like losing their shit in how amazing the game is. Uh, Do you think it's justified though? Uh, okay, let me let me get this say uh, like let me just say this out there because I know that the minute you don't share the same opinion as everyone else, everyone's just like, "What? You think it's bad or something?" No, uh, we just have three people on here, so we need to have three different opinions. <laughs> and if we all said the same thing, it would be boring. Uh, basically, I, it's, first off, I, no, I'm not gonna pay full price for it, uh, at all. 
it is it just does not feel like something that I would pay full price for at okay. all. Um and I can see that. And, and, can... and definitely during a time like mm-hmm. now, when I think I've mentioned this previously, that like there's so many games coming out right now right. that are all $60 as well, and they're far more interesting. Um, I mean, There's just more content. Ratchet game... & Clank and, and Star Fox just came out. Like Within the next week, we're getting Uncharted 4 and Doom 4. And then on top of that, you know, there's plenty of other shit coming out after that. Homefront 2. So, Why would you buy Overwatch when you can go pick up an old copy of Evolve, the game that never stops giving? <laughs> oh, did you see that they're making, the developers of Evolve are making a new game? No, it's almost I like sure I didn't plan not. that segue on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? I mean, does anyone really want to talk about no, Evolve? I don't even. I don't even know what you're talking about. To me, I know Evolve, but I mean, uh, I know Turtle Rock Studios. I didn't know Turtle uh, Rock was making a new game. Did they go back to Valve? Are they making Left 4 Dead Three like they should have? <laughs> Probably not. God. It's an unannounced new intellectual property. Oh, good. I love those. As, I hope it's <laughs> described as, and here's here's the great description they've given: cutting edge game targeting next generation hardware. Wow, Amazing. that made me feel bad feelings. <laughs> how many buzzwords can you fit into a sentence let's I, I count it's so unnecessary like they basically just said it's it's a game thing it's, you like games it's games we want this game to be the game that you can pick up three years later and be like wow even <laughs> though Evolve wasn't game. good this is gonna last forever I can't wait mark my words uh as a it's just Overwatch, if if you're vaguely interested in it, you'll probably like it. It's a good game, but mm-hmm. it, is it just, worth the price? It's for me it's not worth the price and, and I it's can, not going to be for everyone. And I, I think I I can see that because uh a big problem and I think Matt was the one who brought this up while we were playing, um it there's only really two game modes. And they're bo- basically the same thing. One is uh, you escort a payload to uh, the enemy's zone, essentially. And the other one is you capture control points or you defend control points. And they're pretty much the same thing. It's not exactly a... uh, There's not a lot of variety. Like, a lot of the variety comes into the characters that you can play, but for some people, that's not going to feel like a full game like this game definitely feels like it's made for competitive players, not for just general players. Is it confirmed that those are the only two game types or is it just beta stuff? It might just be beta stuff, uh but as far as I know, those are the only ones. And uh probably the biggest problem with Overwatch as of the open beta right now, there is no one like queuing up alone. So if you've got a squad of 5 people, you're going to be waiting on the menu for like oh yeah the 10 minutes was... we were waiting for 10 minutes and we didn't get a single person before that mm-hmm. we were waiting for eight minutes for somebody to fill in the sixth slot on the enemy team mm-hmm. didn't happen mm-hmm. uh so maybe when the barrier is up and it's not free and people have to pay to get in uh there'll be people squatting up alone because all of their friends are cheap or something and they won't get the game yeah with the closed beta, it was uh, a little bit easier to get squads. 
which is surprising because you think, oh, the servers are going to be empty. I think the most I waited by myself was like five minutes. Uh, but even then, that was like once on a blue moon. Hey, it's okay. Um, you can just open up Hearthstone while you play. That was their plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> also, well, it's, it's... I gotta, I got, I'm gonna throw this out there. This is like a personal me, uh, just me opinion. But like, I think we're good with competitive shooters for a while. No, like, how I, dare you? Uh... Modern Warfare is coming back again. You think we're gonna stop? Don't you mean Infinite Warfare? No, I mean Modern Warfare. But, like, I, I I, don't know. Like, I, I feel like there's... I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, man, multiplayer shooters should end. But I'm saying, like... Like, I'm, a lot of shooters I've been playing recently. Like, I got back into Black Ops 1 recently. And I've also been playing, like, Quake 3. And it's it's just like, wow. it's It's cool playing games that are built to be fun and not, like... Are you MLG Pro Esports Edition? Like, I'm 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 sick of like every game coming out being like, well, we have this multiplayer component because it's we gotta make tournaments out of it. It's like, no, mm-hmm. just make it fun. Yeah, that's that is a a thing that um tends to be an issue like, in these why, games. I, like Overwatch. I mean, the problem, the reason why they have things like queues and all that is because they want everything to be constant and um perfect for when you do your tournaments and stuff and i think that's really Mm -hmm. annoying because they issues with people playing could have been easily resolved if they had just you know included a server browser or something but no can't can't do that twitch has officially ruined video games i'll link my (laughs) twitch below (laughs) (laughs) it's like what i was saying a couple weeks ago when counter-strike was really fun and then they were like no there has to be a cap on getting into competitive and playing competitive and it's like that that mm. ruins it yeah i i think it does cause some problems when you have uh essentially a blind uh multiplayer matchmaking system and it, like that's that's what i would call it it's blind you know it tells you how long you've been waiting and it says how long the guests are going to be waiting but other than that they give you no information what's even worse i think is honestly when they put you in a server that has almost enough people yeah and you have to do that pre-match waiting and you're just waiting around like (laughs) just make me wait outside the server i don't want to be here matt and i were having that issue when we were playing black ops the other day where you mean super mario logan and you oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't do this (laughs) yeah the frog is fine but logan's too far (laughs) but uh no matt and i were playing black ops one and we were trying to do a thing where usually in games with multiplayer servers you can usually get into a server with a low Mm -hmm. enough player count because when people start seeing that people are joining that server more people will join yeah. But that wasn't happening, so we were stuck in that, like, oh, you have less than four people playing, so you gotta wait for two more people to join until the actual game starts. Mm-hmm. And that's annoying, but at least Black Ops is enough populated servers that you can get around that. It has um, ten. Does Overwatch <laughs> have bots? It no. does, actually. It okay. does? Uh, well, not in the multiplayer mode we oh. were playing, but... Okay. But, like... Because when you boot up the beta, it goes like, hey, you want to play a tutorial? And I'm like, no thanks. Do you just have, like, you know, me versus bots mode? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's fine. Sweet, dude. Um, I guess we'll just get off of Overwatch because we're, we're done. We're done there. I'm so over 
this game. See what I did there. You know, with See all what... this, the the controversy about Tracer's butt, I get you. You could call mm. it. You could call it oversensitive. Uh, well, I don't. I, I mean, I see what you were trying to do there, but I think you just, I think you just dropped the ball. I feel like this is just an episode full of bad jokes. Just bad jokes. Wow! Welcome to the joke. Zelda Informer podcast, <laughs> where uh, quality humor stands. Who stands? Dan Aykroyd approved. Don't. Oh no. Logan was taking it too far. <laughs> uh, uh, but do you guys want to talk about something that's uh, a little more Zelda related? Then hold on. Yeah, Final hold Fantasy on. 15 apparently has dusky gameplay again. I gotta yeah. talk about the game that that's I've good. been playing. Well, yeah, I was about to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, so, um, I've been playing the director's cut of Deus Ex: Human Revolution. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> that game is. In, okay, go. In preparation for um the new Deus Ex game coming out. Ah, uh, uh, like anal training. Uh, and well, this was a family podcast. Uh, <laughs> I have a bit of a story behind this one. Okay, so. Everybody probably knows by now it was supposed to be a Wii U exclusive at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it was supposed to come out sometime in May. Then, uh, then they augmented their pre-order. Uh, I I was very much anticipating it. I, I was going to buy it day one, and then it gets pushed back with no word. Like, they don't even mention it until E3 when, oh, it's suddenly coming to everything. And because of the rush job they did in getting it to everything, um, it it's it's a very flawed port in comparison to the original. It's got a lot of problems. There's there's a screenshot of a problem. Um, <laughs> a screenshot. Of yeah, a but that's a great sentence. I love that. Uh, <laughs> it's down below. Yeah, down below. Oh my god. A, a yeah. Big... Wait, which uh, which console were you playing it on? I'm playing it on PC. Uh, oh, huge, I was playing it on uh, Xbox, actually. Huge problem. There, there's a lot of random NPCs whose animations don't load. There's some weird performance issues that aren't there in the original version. But it's it's a pretty good game overall, I think. I, I like it a lot. Um, But... Oh my god, how did they, f- how how did they f*** up a, a six-year-old game so bad? Dude, that's <laughs> Trump's favorite superhero, Wall Girl. She phases in and out of walls. <laughs> Wouldn't that be his like least favorite superhero? No, because her name's against... Wall Girl. He doesn't like do research on it. Oh, okay. Um, should I talk about Indiecade? Sure. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. No, nah, go for it, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, Indie Gotta keep him on edge. Gotta keep on edge? What? Gotta keep him on edge. <laughs> Referring to you. We okay. damn boys. <laughs> we damn boys. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. Um, yeah. So, last week, as a Caleb goof, I went on to the Indie East uh, pod. Pod, damn it. On the... Uh, <laughs> On the Indicate East uh, website, and I went, hey, what if I uh, applied for a press badge? Sure enough, they somehow gave me a press badge. Um, I guess they never listened to our podcast. 
No, I, I mean they have to do some sort of research into I, yeah. into you know you can, obviously you can't be like hi I'm Jeff from IGN and they're like oh shit here you they go. They watched our Quantum Break videos. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but no. So I uh, through Zelda Informer I was able to get a press badge to Indicate East. Um, I don't really know how to describe Indicate East except the way that the the venue that hosted the event um, said called it the Sundance of video games, and I guess that's not. <sighs> That's not too far off, really. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> it's basically just a big um, event where independent developers show off games they've either they've either worked on or are currently working on, and uh, it was pretty cool. It's it's they also have like talks about video games, like almost TED talks about video games, but who? Who goes to a video game event for that when you can just, you know, play weird video games? Uh, there was a lot of really cool stuff on the show floor. Uh, Hylix had an arcade cabinet, which is a game that Adam and I have talked about on the podcast before. It's basically just Earthbound on Acid. Adam, are you so there? Are you... Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> just making sure... You you could relate in this time, but all right. Wait, what are we talking about? Hylix. Hi, what? Hylix. I'm sorry. I I tried to do this thing where I erase traumatic events from my life. Oh, okay. Uh, including <laughs> weird games that remind me of Earthbound. It's a good meme. So, so, so you want to get rid of Undertale? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, dude, you Lisa. can't say that. Yeah, that oh, game oops. deserves to get get rid of. Lisa's bad. <laughs> Also, what was this you thing know, called? It was what Indie Indie Indiecade East. Oh, I thought you said Indiecade East. All right, that's my joke for the podcast. Indiecade Indiecade. Caleb, you are on a roll. <laughs> like I feel like every time Kill you me. ever insult an yeah. But um, it's uh, like down a hill. Just the main, Jonah the, Hill. The main, the main draw of the show was uh, a, a section <laughs> they had called the Strange Arcade. And the idea being that all of the games they were showing off in the Strange Arcade used just weird as fuck uh, methods of control. So anything from VR headsets to like... Uh, one game they had, which I didn't expect to ever play in my life, was called Hello Operator. I don't know if you guys have seen this game at all. It's been posted not a few even times. Uh, basically, a guy bought like a 1920s telephone operator switchboard. Mm-hmm. You know the thing with all the the wires that you plug mm-hmm. into. Yeah. Uh, basically, he bought one of those and he coded an actual game into it. Dude, that sounds fun as hell. What? It's it's really cool, actually. I want and that circle circle peg in the circular hole times a hundred. Sounds like the best game of all time. Wouldn't you know it would take a game about this to get me excited. <laughs> I'm an old man now. But like it, it, it's it's cool cuz it's like it's he completely rewired the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're not just using like a Raspberry Pi built into right, an right. old thing. It's you actually have to properly use all these switches and wires cool. and cables and dials and everything. You you listen to the game's commands by picking up the uh, receiver. It's really mm-hmm. neat. And it's the guy has said that he's not going to release this game on Steam or anything because he wants you to play it with this old switchboard. 
So the only way you can play it is by going to these types of events. So and now from Harmonix, uh, they're going to be releasing a uh, <laughs> super switchboard hero. Switchboard version. Yeah, switchboard hero. It's going to be the size of your wall. Like when I mean, you're really, in your house. I can I'm hear really... GameStop crying as their bargain bins are filled up with this. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that... Bargain in bins, the... even bargain dumpsters. I'm hoping that in the future someone finds uh, a way to kind of port this to, you know, Steam well, or something. Well, if it um no, if it picks it up here. traction, what you could end up seeing is this being like a, a convention staple. Like he just yeah, like, I think uh, he makes a bunch of them and then they just go out to conventions. Well, no, he said machines. he said the arcade machines. He said the idea is that he he's just going to like travel around and bring the one unit with him wherever he get, wherever he goes. Basically, how long um, until someone shoves peanut butter in it? <laughs> that's that's what I want to know. Um, some other kind of strange uh, things that were there. There was a one-dimensional video game there. Um, what? What does game that even watch? mean? No, I mean literally one dimension where the whole game is a line. Oh my god! It's a line of LEDs, and basically you move guy, you move a guy left or right, and there's just dudes like you have to move to the end of the line, and there's dudes. It's like it's like Contra, but there's just one level, and you have to time everything perfectly is this an actual game because i imagine just a strip of lights on the floor it, yeah it, it like was, it in was, real life it was a strip of lights going up and it actually had a joystick attached to it that's weird it is weird but like it was a fully fledged game that's cool let's go back yo to but the are there killstreak rewards no <laughs> um, right, is there uh can i get um some cool heroic poses if i buy the there was uh, a game there was a game called butt sniffing pugs <laughs> Oh yeah, which I've is a two-player cooperative that's, dog game that's been around for years. And they, and I love it. You control the controller for the game was like a big tennis ball that uses a trackball. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's my, that's my goofy and Max role-playing game. <laughs> They've they had it at E3 last there year. There was a was game great. called uh, Hurt Me Plenty. And I was, <laughs> I was really interested in it, because I was like, oh, I know that Doom difficulty mode. Yeah. And they had to put it behind, like, a enclosed environment, because it's like, oh, this game's about intimate sexualities. And I'm like, what do you mean? <sighs> and I, like, turn the corner to look into it, and it's like, a, a dude is, like, r like <laughs> moving his hand over one of those leap motion things. <laughs> and on the screen is just, like, a dude, like, DSPing. Can't believe they have another Goofy and Max what? simulator there. I can't believe they have a Dark Side Phil simulator there. <laughs> um, I think probably the most interesting game of the bunch... Uh, actually, no, there's one more I want to mention. Two more, actually, uh, before going to the ones I really liked. But there was one, I forgot the name of it, but it's like you, you get into a sleeping bag... And you wear like a VR headset. Uh, okay, these aren't video games anymore. <laughs> no, but like there's actually that's the weird thing is that there's actual games to them. But it's like there's the the I guess yeah the strange arcade. They're just the weirdest methods of control I've ever seen. There was one guy who had a game where like it, it was a two player cooperative game, and I, I wish I had recorded like how you, like him explaining how you play it. But basically, you have like. One guy with a spiky power glove, and another guy who wears, like, a big Super Mario Sunshine Flood backpack, and he's like, you have to fight invisible enemies, but, like, one guy what? carries the ammo, the other guy with the gauntlet fights, and to, to recharge, you gotta bend down, and it's like, what the fuck? 
What Porn is... and games are starting to meld together too much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the last game I wanted to, uh, not last game, but the, the last of the semi-interesting ones was a game called Vec9, which is a vector graphics based, which by the way, there is not many games based around vector graphics anymore. If you don't know what those are, it's the, like, the really fine, uh... It's the alligator GMA. from Sonic, right? <laughs> I... I'm sure you guys know, know what I'm talking about, though. The geometric lines. Kind of like the virtual... Mm-hmm. There's a few Virtual Boy just, games uh, that were just lines. They were untextured. Mm-hmm. Just Google search the Vectrex. Yeah, just basically just look up the Vectrex. But there's a guy who made a vector-based, uh, almost Star Fox-like game using mm-hmm. Soviet tank machinery. Oh. Yeah, apparently they just had some overstock on like radar equipment and everything, and he decided to make a game out of it. But the most interesting game by far, and it's a shame because I can't talk about this one too much because they haven't really announced it, but it's called ICU. And it's a it's a it's a game where you're a contestant in a game show. Uh, and basically the idea is that you you go into a level and you have to get from one end of the level to the other while these different monsters are out chasing you. But the kicker of the game is that the idea is that the TV show audience is a real Twitch audience no that stop. watches no. you play oh. and the idea being that you have to it's the, the the strange control method in this game is that you uh you're you're supposed to use one of those intel webcams that like track your face so the idea being that when you turn your head or you blink the game actually registers that and the Twitch audience can vote on random nonsense to happen to you throughout the game. Oh. Uh, so right. I, I'm i going to try to contact the guy who made the game because he's they were doing a Twitch stream of it. And you can ask them if you, know, if you want your bit to upload to your own channel or something. But it was, um, it was really interesting. And he said it'll probably be out. They're going to like announce it and show it off in like a year or so. But I really hope it's sooner. Because it's a, a lot of fun. Uh, also, there were a lot of VR headsets, ones that I haven't used yet. So the Vive, uh, Google Cardboard, and uh, PlayStation VR were all there. And I have to say, out of all three, and plus the Oculus, because I've used an Oculus before, PlayStation VR mm-hmm. is the most impressive out of all of them. PlayStation. As, as Why is that? PlayStation VR does something the others don't do, and that's the the video actually wraps around your entire vision. Oh, thank God. Okay. It's not like you're looking into a, a toilet paper roll, like with the Perfect. Oculus. Or even the Vive has like a weird, like, it's almost like you're looking into binoculars. But with the PlayStation VR, it's actually wrapped around your entire vision. Which means less people will probably get motion sick from that one. Yeah, and the, the head tracking and control tracking in it is really impressive. Because the game I was playing, which is called Super Hypercube VR... Mm-hmm. Which is a game that's mm-hmm. kind of a mix between Tetris and that hole in the wall Japanese TV show that also had like a season on Cartoon Network or something, mm-hmm. where you have to like, you know, line up with a hole in the wall and it passes by you. But the idea in this game being that you have this like clump of Tetris pieces basically that get bigger and you have to rotate them and spin them around so it fits into this oncoming hole in the wall. And the idea being that the pieces are in the foreground and then you have to pretty much just look left or right you know around the actual item as if it's physically in front of you to see the wall oncoming 
So you actually have to like interact with your environment to see what's going on. And if you look down, uh, the game actually tracks like where your PS4 controller is perfectly and actually maps out like all of the controls to the buttons. Sweet. Like it tells you what each button does. Mm-hmm. So if you just want to know the controls, you can look down for like a second mid-game and That's look excellent. back up. It was really fun. I'm still not totally sold on VR, but if I have to get one, it would probably be the PlayStation headset. Glad to hear they have something worth buying their console for. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also had a few other... Sony also had a few other games there, uh, but not with... That are VR compatible, but not actually with the vr headsets they had that uh 100 foot mech golf game they were showing off Mm -hmm. that was actually pretty fun to play so uh yeah that was indicate east i was gonna shoot a ton of footage about it and make a video about it but uh i'm sick so i ended up not really doing much yeah you were telling me you weren't feeling too hot no i i I was getting some pretty bad allergies while i was there and now i'm just totally dead so it's uh yeah no it's it's definitely the season like uh <laughs> it's it's funny when you see like the uh what is it called Zoloft or whatever <laughs> the Claire just D. like completely empty in the store yeah. just like everything else is full just like that one section well you know what gone. probably didn't help was the very next day going to Brooklyn and uh, standing in a room full of like forty to fifty people for five hours straight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess I'll also mention that briefly. I was at the the first annual Troma Animation Film Festival. Troma is a company that makes cheap, crappy B-movies. They made the Toxic Avenger and Surf Nazis Must Die. Oh, my God. The Troma event, am I right? Uh, Caleb, you just keep trying. I didn't didn't have a great experience (laughs) with it. I can't explain that story. But, um... It was still really cool. They had the Billy and Mandy lost student film. That was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's all I got. I'm good. I want Hello Operator really bad. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I really hope to play that again in the future at some event. Maybe Indiecade East 2017. Sweet dude. Yeah. Matt, you wanted to talk about NX nonsense? Okay, I'm just going to take a minute or two to get all this out of my system. Okay, so <laughs> one one time when I was on this podcast earlier, I'm not sure if it was recorded or not, I think it was, I said, they're going to delay Zelda again. And then I think Colin said, nah, they're not going to do that. I, I called it, <laughs> I... I, I I wish I didn't call it, but I called it. To be fair, it. that was because I was under the impression that the NX was going to still be released this year, and not next year. Yeah, there's a rumor going around that there was, like, a production issue at the plant where they're making the cards for the NX, and that's why everything got pushed <laughs> back to next year. Um, oh, no, but basically, I love how Nintendo nonchalantly just casually says, uh, yeah, we're not gonna have any games for the Wii U, uh, Except at all? for <laughs> okay. they're not going to have anything at E3 this year either. Except for Zelda U. Oh I didn't. I didn't want to do this, but now I'm all in. Let's do this. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's. Yeah, I wasn't NX kidding by when I, the when NX I, Part Two. What a the, bunch uh, of the, idiots! Jesus. The Christ. opening joke for the opening joke for this week, like, like we're we're a Zelda fan site, 
Like that's that's what we're a part of. But like, that's ridiculous. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, okay. If you guys have like, if you haven't, go back and like to our YouTube channel and uh, Zelda Informer on YouTube. Um, you can see the convention videos we took. E3 is huge. Like, h- huge. Like, you'd have no idea how much space Nintendo has to work with alone. Uh, they get pretty much a fourth of an entire convention center for just their products. They have like pretty much two or three concert stages uh, along with a bunch of like little booths here and there worth of material. And uh, that's just like half of it. Um, so the fact that they said that they were going to just just show Zelda and that's going to be the only playable game in E3 means that they're going to have about 200 booths with just Zelda, Zelda you say the words or that Zelda will they're... be the only playable game at E3. Yes. yes. They've said that. Now, here's my next question. What I think did they're they, going to do. They say, did they say only playable Wii U game or just only playable, only playable game? General? Only playable See, game. See, that's, that's where my, it's the only like thing where I, I think I mentioned this last week but i said i don't know if i'll totally believe that 100 percent because like they it's have too to be stupid to be true yeah what, what that, I think, and they have to be showing off 3ds what stuff. i think they're doing is they they have thrown around the world the word immersed in the zelda demo like for oh. e3 so i think they're setting up individual booths with soundproofing or some kind of soundproof headphones Stop. and they're trying to get journalists comfy and immersed where they'll sit them down for like a thirty-minute demo. I can't wait Zelda. to see a PlayStation VR with a Nintendo and, logo slapped on it for Zelda. And <laughs> be great. it's it's really, um, I'm not sure if that's the best course of action. I really think they they should broaden their horizons for what games they're showing, because mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody has noticed this, but journalists suck at video games. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not just that. It's it's the fact that what that means a lot of the time uh for fans and for them i i don't know if that's really a good decision because it's it's really time consuming to do all that and uh a really bad thing about this new zelda game is it's going to be really hard to display all the qualities of it in like a little 30 minute demo because it's non-linear mm-hmm. they can't just take a snippet out of the game just like any other game they got to show right. off the freedom so yeah, they need to they need to give people a certain amount of uh, leeway with what it's going to be. People hey, can walk do. over to our exploration booth where we'll let you it's walk like... around the wide open area. Now come to our combat booth. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well. I'm I'm assuming it's going to be like a mini dungeon, like part of a dungeon with like a uh, a boss, and then an exploration section of the world. It's really weird. And... They did that with Skyward Sword too. They like refitted Farron Woods as Dungeon, and so it got people confused, <laughs> thinking that they were switching things up about Dungeons, but no, everything's just designed like a Dungeon now. But mm-hmm. if they if they do that with Zelda U, I feel like people are just going to lose confidence in the game. I've already lost tons of confidence in the game, because they keep pushing it back so much. It's like, how much trouble right. could they ways. really be having? I, I think the problem is that they keep... Um, like, the big thing that concerned me was how they took their original concept of the game and, as far as we know, completely scrapped it. Everything they've showed us until now is completely useless. Yeah. Like, they've shown us one screenshot pretty much confirming that the art style and the character design is the same, mm-hmm. but other than that, a lot of things can be different. And it's it's really... And- 
it's really worrying like, too because the same thing happened with Skyward Sword. It started out just being like a sequel to Twilight Princess with the same art style, mm -hmm. same control scheme, and then Miyamoto comes in and just like, no, you put motion controls! And then they reworked the game from scratch Miyamoto to tends fit to in do motion this controls. Thing. Miyamoto's a terrible game designer now. He tends he to... The, the recent... you. No, 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 I need, I need no, you no. to say that again, please. Miyamoto <laughs> is a terrible game designer. He should be locked in a corner yes. office where all he can do <gasps> is make Pikmin. My he should boy. not well, be no, allowed to this is so my, much You want to know what my biggest problem with Miyamoto is? He's old. He gets Eiji Aonuma to be like his, like, his lackey no, to do things. No, Eiji Aonuma is the only person at Nintendo who actually talks back to him. Everybody else just takes his word and is like, Okay, we'll do it. Please don't, do, please don't uh, deport us. Do, please don't I mean, fire uh, us. <laughs> he has. He's actually the emperor. Eiji Aonuma, <laughs> when Miyamoto was like, "I want you to remake a Link to the Past," Eiji Aonuma's like, "No, that would be boring. Let's make a new game like a Link to the Past." And then Miyamoto's like, "Okay." It's like you have to bargain with Miyamoto, and Aonuma's the only one who knows how to do it in that company. It seems like. Hate Miyamoto so much that old freak I, needs to leave. I, I just uh, and Miyamoto I, I is like Miyamoto is horrible in like positions for Zelda and stuff like that because he does not want story in games and story is actually important for Zelda. A lot of people <laughs> think story is actually the most important part of Zelda, and while I disagree with that, a lot of people think that. And if you tone down those elements or you put mm -hmm. somebody in charge who has no idea what they're doing, like the Skyward Sword director, um, you get a mess. You get Sticker Star. Yeah. I also, I also want to just bring up one thing real quick, and that is, sure, sure. I, I, uh, it's, it's almost been a year since Iwata died, and I still don't understand. I keep forgetting this guy's name, but whoever they put in head of Nintendo is is the, the worst i called it back then and uh not to cut you off but is I, I was never quite sure they said this guy was a temp but then i heard he's not is he like no um no this is basically the... uh miyamoto he's... was the temp yeah miyamoto oh, was the temp okay. he's the the uh the confusion around the temporary thing is that he has to be reinstated into the board of directors next year he's okay. not he doesn't need to be reinstated as president next year. Got it. Yeah. Uh, That's basically, because because like the the one thing that I, I I I never liked that they chose by that about this guy is that the time that he was the head of Nintendo, which by the way he was only the head of Nintendo of America for a few years. It's not like he was an actual like Nintendo head overall, and he saw over the GameCube and the e-reader, and I like oh um. I basically when he was the head, I don't think he did that much, but then he stepped down into a more active position, and that was during the Wii years. So I think that's why they they instated him as president because well, because they replaced him with Reggie. He was a big, like I guess he was a big figure in the success of the Wii. But no, he stepped down before the Wii mm -hmm. launched. I thought he took a more active position. I I don't know his Wikipedia page is confusing. <laughs> I don't understand why they didn't go with, um, I keep forgetting all these people's names, but, uh, the guy who made Punch-Out, because I remember a lot of people were saying he was going to be the, uh, the one. Oh, Christ, I can't remember his name. I remember, remember when Miyamoto was, like, temporar temporarily the president, and then everyone was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, keep Miyamoto as president, and she's like, no, no, <laughs> keep him yeah. away. Hearing that when Awada died, it was just like, 
Just put salt in the wound, please. Piss on that grave. Yeah, um, unless they've got some sort of secret plan under under the hood that they're not talking about. I I mean, E three is going to be a massive, (laughs) underwhelming failure. I mean, the the E three E three is going to be really weird this year because you have like. You have Microsoft and Sony who are gonna stay, you know, constant doing doing their own thing. Though Microsoft might branch out and do also like a PC show or something. Uh, Nintendo has the direct. EA is not gonna be there. Activision's not gonna be there. Ubisoft is not gonna be there. Bethesda like, will be though, right? Yeah, I think Bethesda will be. Yeah, but it's like it, it, I don't know. This this E three is strange enough. Anyway, I guess I, I think E three is like. The whole, we're going to have our big announcements relegated to E3. I think mm-hmm. that whole, like, uh, mentality is dying away. Yeah. Not E3 think? itself. E3 was, is fine. It's just less people want to bring their biggest news. They want to release it on their own terms. They want to get everything ready. I don't I know. Was, I was thinking this before, but do you think um, when Nintendo says, like, Zelda U will be the only playable game at E3... Do you think what they mean by that is that Zelda U will be the only playable game at E3, and then everything else, they'll do the Best Buy thing, where everything else is going to be in Best Buys? Maybe. Because they may be trying to keep Zelda more exclusive I to think, press. Um, unless they do something else, I think what they would do is, with the Best Buy deal they got going on, they might demo some... Federation Force. Releasing... <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. ...games coming out. Yeah. Like, the horrible monstrosity that is Tokyo Mirage Sessions and the horrible <laughs> monstrosity that is Federation Force. Mm-hmm. They, they might demo those at Best Buy. Also Paper Mario. Oh, and the horrible monstrosity <laughs> that is Paper Mario Color Splash. Yeah. I, I mean... I, the only reason why I call shenanigans on these claims is, ju- is just because, like, this might be one of the biggest years for the 3DS... In terms of, there's just so much coming out yeah. for it. So, I I would really, really doubt Nintendo doesn't want to do anything 3DS related it's, this it's year. It's really weird. At least they haven't said that their conference is only going to be dedicated to Zelda. So that means right. they've got something up on their sleeve. Nothing NX. Because, I mean, also, the, we, have got a, something we, have a, else. we have a new Pokemon game coming out. Yeah, like, there's no they're definitely going to talk about that. the Pokemon game. They're going yeah, to have, like, a three-minute video starting off the direct just mm-hmm. like last time where they're gonna yeah. be like oh we've got the new underwear type or some sh-. <laughs> <laughs> i yeah I, they have to they're they have to i mean just looking at something like federation force and a lot of their other games where the majority of people already don't want to buy them they kind of need to have some playable demos to be like hey it's it plays fine or something i Please. i really feel like they should have kind of backpedaled on Federation Force. Not cancel it, just rebrand it as something else. Yeah. Because nobody wanted it when it was a Metroid game, and nobody still wants it. Yeah, but the guy behind Metroid is a hard-ass, and he doesn't want to do that. He just wants to punish us when we don't like anything he makes, because he's a big child. He's he's an asshole. Like, I've heard... I think I talked about this before, but I've heard stories about how rude he was to Retro Studios, Mm. and... Because of how rude he was, he got kicked out. He hates Metroid Prime. Everyone hates Metroid Prime in Japan. Because it did well. We made a better Metroid. Get over it.
hate you so much. Let's move on. I'm I, I think he was the one responsible for putting scanning in Metroid Prime, and if that's the case, I want him far away from Retro Studios. <laughs> Because, like, you got a perfectly good game, and then you got these mm. weird sections where you gotta scan stuff to continue, and it's like, please, no. I wanna explore. I don't wanna have to point my reticle at things to wait to read text. Uh, um. You got anything, Adam? Uh, no, not really for that. <laughs> oh, okay. I, think I, I pretty much said my case about a lot of this stuff over the past, like, year. Um, I do want to mention briefly, because we're, we're about to, uh, we're pretty much coming up at the end of the episode. Um, do you guys want to get in the fan topic, or do you want to talk about, uh, that, uh, World of Warcraft thing? Fan topic. Fan topic. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one comes to us from Colin. Hey, Not Dad. Me, but... Uh, he, Colin emailed us over at zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, where you can send your own fan topics, theme song submissions, cover it, or anything like that. We're happy to accept it. We're happy to take a look at it. Um, once again, that is ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. You can also feel free to tweet us your questions down below um, is our URLs, which uh, we re- reply to all the time. We're very active. Um, I also have art streams and video game streams, and Colin and Caleb have uh, streams, streams as well as... YouTube's not, it's all down below. I also stream you can sometimes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. On a different uh, website, yeah. I don't do Twitch. Colin Colin asks, Hey guys, I love the show and was wondering if you could talk about whether a new side-scrolling Zelda could work <coughs> or if there are any other genres you think Zelda could successfully take on. Thanks for reading this, Colin. Thanks so much for your question, Colin. I'm yes, surprised both, I happen. didn't <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't send this in myself because I would actually really like to see uh Nintendo try to do another Zelda 2. Okay, so yeah, I guess I, I think it'd be my take on this is mm-hmm. um Zelda 2 was part of an experimental phase, but a side scrolling Zelda could work in the current times. <laughs> Zelda's more defined now. If it was more like a Metroidvania type game because Zelda's all about exploring. Don't, so don't say that, man. Metroid We're gonna kill Metroid. <laughs> and no, the dungeons I, I... in Zelda Two are kind of the precursor to that whole style of level design. I mean, when when you, I think Zelda Two is fine. Uh, there's there's plenty of Zelda Two clones on the 3DS. I feel like it, a, a side scroll, a new Zelda Two would work well on the 3DS, and like. When you read things like how Ocarina originally started development as a Zelda 2 sequel for the Super Nintendo, like, yeah, I, 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 I'd say that Nintendo has at least at some point had interest in doing another Zelda 2, and I totally wouldn't be against it. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be good. I think it'd be a, a good uh, refresher for them. In terms of genres, I don't know. Make like a third-person shooter that's basically crossbow, crossbow training. training too. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think that they could still. This is gonna sound weird. They could stay in the puzzle genre, but try different kinds of puzzle. So games. It was basically Captain Toad, like it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's that. that's pretty much what Captain Toad ended. Uh, it's why Captain Toad ended up being what it was. They were like, we like this idea, so we'll just make it a new thing entirely. Just make a, um, a new thing. We mean a Mario game. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like pretty much. Mario. I mean, it's it's not it's not Mario himself. It's Toad. Um, but like a Toad on a unicycle. 
Toad Mato, Toad Mato, it's still Mato. <laughs> that that toad. <laughs> that um, boy. Oh sh! What up? Hate all of you. I hate myself. I hate Miyamoto. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, I I mean, in terms of just like other genres in general, I I'd, I'd say it's probably about it. An RPG dungeon crawler could work as long as it's not as bad as the Tingle games. Hey, they should make a, actually, they should make uh, a Warriors club. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, actually, it would be kind of interesting going off that topic, uh, or that that idea to see like a uh, like an RPG, like a Final Fantasy. Not exactly Final Fantasy, but more like, you know, you have like a team of people. Zelda you know, you have make like... a dance mix for the NX. Do 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 do. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta have Link dancing to the YMCA song. Ganondorf's like... Jungle Beat. <laughs> oh my god! In Melomart for thirty minutes. <laughs> you got a DDR to that? Oh no. Uh. I mean, what other genres could there be? Like Legend of Zelda Watchdogs? Like a <laughs> no, <laughs> you gotta hack into dungeons. You gotta climb mm-hmm. towers to open up waypoints. <laughs> All right. The Zelda um, Hello get Operator Ubisoft crossover. In on Zelda. They'll make a way better open world game. I promise. There's a new Zelda game where you you get into a sleeping bag. You wear a VR headset. <laughs> and you wiggle around a bit. It's a, you, it's a VR game where you're the horse and someone else no, is Link. You, you you wave your hand over the leap motion and you're polishing your sword. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, I uh, I would love to see uh, what everyone who listens to the show has to say about this topic. Like, if you have any of your own opinions and things, but feel free to comment those down below. Uh, Everyone petitioned we'll... Nintendo to make Zelda two two back to the sack. I would I'd really like I'd really like that. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I think we're pretty much done for this week. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me, no uh, Matt, Colin, Caleb. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, once again, you can follow us down below. All of our links, social, otherwise, are in the description. Uh, I'm done with school <coughs> for about a week, so expect to see more art streams from me, more Twitch streams, uh, in the the coming weeks. Uh, until school starts up again for me. Because I have summer classes all summer. Um, but yeah. Uh, until next time, guys. I've been Adam. Thanks for joining us. Please send Toodles. all of your frog on, on unicycle memes to me on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. Caleb, Caleb, we need to have a talk. See ya. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Hey. I'm glad we had this moment, Colin. Watch out.